Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, good evening, good evening, America, and uh, Happy New Year, America. Welcome back to uh, another episode of The Sea Report, and uh, we are coming to you live today on this Monday, January 9th. What year is it now, ladies and gentlemen? 2023. I am your host, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Gossidis, and it is great to be here back with you all again tonight. I hope everyone is doing well out there and that your New Year's has been uh, well as well. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, look who's back. All right, guys, great to be back here with you all. I missed you all like crazy over the last um, few days that I have been amiss. Out of the loop, out of action, MIA, not really. But you could say that if you want. Great to be back again, guys. And I hope you all are looking forward to an excellent show. All right, cool. Just making sure that we're ready to roll and we're on most networks. And uh, we'll see how well the stream holds up tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty sure it won't be too bad. I mean, can't be as bad as it was in 2022. It'll probably be a whole lot better than it was last year. I guarantee it. And uh, I hope you guys are uh, ready for a good one. Now, you know, I'm just getting back into the swing of things here over at the Sea Report. Had a very good episode of uh, Lone Star State News a little bit earlier on this afternoon. For those of you who are tuned in and not tuned out, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, really piecing through, really getting together, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with, uh, you know, some of that local cleaning of the backyard initiative that uh, we sometimes... Uh, try to uh accomplish here right i think the i think the main the main point for this afternoon if if i had to settle on one uh would be the one of a uh, point of follow through ladies and gentlemen so I, I will take a few moments to uh relive those those uh minutes on lone star state news no i kid guys i kid uh but no you know uh follow through ladies and gentlemen i think at least in my perspective, in my experience, especially personal experience, you know, has been a, one of the items that tends to uh, gum up the works, as it were. Uh, it tends to uh, stop up the machinery. You know, we, we get to the threshold of uh, follow through and then yeah, sometimes we tend to fall short. I would say uh, that's probably one of humanity's greatest follies. You know, uh, that's why such words as uh, never, never give up, never stop, never relent, keep on going, persevere, integrity even can follow in that uh, vein or line of thought, ladies and gentlemen, are so important for us um, because indeed it is the follow through. I mean, you could have the best laid plans, ladies and gentlemen, the best laid plans. You can be a master constructionist engineering blueprint making plan maker, right? But if you don't follow through, it's not really worth much. And I think, you know, one of the things that I have uh, come at least as a resolution for myself, not a new year's resolution. Let's not get it twisted. I know we're in that time of year and I haven't seen most of you guys since last year. Right. So uh, one of the one of my resolution, something resolute within myself, ladies and gentlemen, I would have to say is that, you know, as we move forward into 2023, as we uh, 
as we work at, you know, making America great again, at restoring our republic, at uh, reviving that American spirit and remembering the spirit of self-governance, follow through will be important. And I dare say, I don't think I could ask anything else of my brothers and sisters out there, you know, just follow through. And, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, what more could you ask for, really? What more could you ask for? But uh, it is great to be back on the air, guys. Like I said, I missed you all like crazy. Uh, being off the air, I had uh, had and still have a lot of things going on here at the old homestead. Um, but, you know, uh, I could not could not scarce wait any longer to get back on the air. We have so many things going on, you know, and so many um <clears throat> so many initiatives moving forward ladies and gentlemen so many issues moving forward so many conversations to be had and quite possibly in a week off the air at least in the the spectrum of news ladies and gentlemen and information possibly a week behind on things right so many conversations to be had and so many conversations that may have been missed Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I do not like to take time off. You know, I was having this conversation with some of the audience over at pill.net and uh, the foxhole.app. And, you know, it, it was to that effect that, you know, it's like, well, you know, you need to uh, sometimes uh, take your own self into consideration. So, I mean, this is not this is not an unknown or great mystery to man. You know, your health comes first. Your body comes first. Right. Because after all, you cannot fight the fine fight if you're at your own funeral. Can you? No, you absolutely cannot. But some of us just don't know how to do that. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I, I hear I hear. Uh, you know, individuals offering me sound advice, ladies and gentlemen, very sound advice and uh, out of care, out of out of uh, concern uh, and out of love, most definitely. Um, but to, to them, I would say, well, if I'm going to take some time off, can I at least do it once we've restored this republic? Can I do it once people have figured out? that our elections were stolen in 2022, just like they were stolen in 2020. And let us not forget the thefts of 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, it seems to me that uh, 2021 really is kind of like the, the, the middle child, right? <laughs> 2021's like, give me some attention, please. Or I'll grow up with the complex for the rest of my life that I won't soon be able to escape before I die. But unfortunately, guys, 2021 is just kind of shafted over by all the attention of the the elder child and the younger child 2020 and 2022 you know it's usually the younger children that really i would not say get one over on the authorities right but uh they are generally the ones that can move the needle in a way that the first ones could not you know i would say maybe in reference as a strange as analogy as that might be to open up a show like this here our first show of 2023 our first episode of season three for the c report ladies and gentlemen as strange as an analogy as that might be i mean you might be able to understand that's exactly what's going on we have so many uh needles moving forward and uh, what a word to choose right but there's so many so many goalposts, so many mile markers that we have passed um in in an amount of time that we did not even breach in 2020 talking about 
whistleblowers and the amount of information. Uh, it's just rolling in and rolling in and rolling in. And indeed, as we begin to look around the world, ladies and gentlemen, and not just in our own backyard like we do during Lone Star State News here at Mr. CTV, not just like we do at looking into America, as we do here at the Sea Report, ladies and gentlemen. But even as we begin to look around the world, like we used to at the Sea Report when we had our international episodes, right? How many people are going to start international episodes now? Yeah, did you finally get the message? Yeah, it's kind of a worldwide effort, ladies and gentlemen. We have to ask the question, how much more are the people willing to take when the boundaries of self-governance, self-determination, freedom, liberty, the ability to pursue happiness and whatever that might mean to us, begin to be constricted by the powers that be. Those powers that be. Oh, those powers that... Who are those powers that be and what do they be, right? You know, we become um, able to identify them as Marxist, communist, globalist, you know, labels, 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 ladies and gentlemen, for the love of labels, for the love of labels. You know, I absolutely have no love for labels unless, unless it's the labels that determine whether I'm having Italian herb seasoning on my pizza or like, uh, I don't know, uh, someone throw out another herb at me. <laughs> what is that other one? That we, uh, the one that you call, no, the one that you put in the soup. You know, you know, the uh, the uh, the soup, right? The soup, that one. OK, coriander. No, that's just cilantro, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just get real. OK, anyways, you guys get what I'm saying, right? I only want labels on my on my spice rack. OK, that's where labels belong, not in the drawer separating your Tuesday panties from your Wednesday panties. OK, definitely not on political parties separating people and dividing them even more so. But hey, that's kind of what we get in this day and age. So we'll deal with it. And that's why we say adaptability. Adaptability is one of the most important hallmarks of survival. However, follow through is far more important because for the sake of change, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not talking about the kind of change that jingles. For the sake of change, we have to be able to follow through. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to be able to follow through. So anyways, tonight, I'm kind of just offering that question to everyone. When we consider the stolen elections of 2022, 2021, 2020 in America, okay? And we can even get more specific than that. In America, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in Wisconsin, in Texas, in Arizona, in Colorado. And then we take a look around. Ladies and gentlemen, we use that neck that we're so proud of moving on other people's heads, right? Use our own necks, right? To kind of do a little uh, turnabout and say, hey, this is not just happening in America, ladies and gentlemen. This is happening across the face of this planet. You know, so many people were taken with the efforts of some mysterious an unknown source that appeared one day on the internet and just got everyone going, hey, where we go one, we go all. And now we see what? 
two, three, four years later, the demonization campaigns that are coming down around that thought process. When all that thought process did was unify a people and broaden their horizons of uh, being awake. And, uh, well, the worm is beginning to turn, ladies and gentlemen. I would say the worm is beginning to turn. There's so many things to talk about right now, guys. You know, we had the House Speakership in on the at least on the national level. Um, I guess it reached its I re I guess it reached its climax, right, ladies and gentlemen. It reached its climax, right, uh, to the disparagement of many an American. Okay. Uh, with several, several, uh, several motions made that might cause question. But at this point, I'm at a resolute area where it's kind of like, you know, we will believe what we believe, right? And we will feel what we feel and we will go with what we go with, you know? After all, shows like this are not here to be of influence, right? Just of information and inspiration and I'll try and get it right. Okay, America. All right. I'm only, I'm only fallible. Okay. <laughs> I'm only fallible. All right. So I'll try and get it right. America. I'll try and get it right. Uh, but tonight we're going to have, I think tonight we're just going to have a conversation just to open up, to open up, um, uh, 2023 for the Sea Report and eh, kind of to gear us for what's ahead for the next few weeks here at this show anyhow because well let me say ladies and gentlemen um <laughs> we got uh we you know, I have some things on the horizon here I have a very busy week ahead of me for example so so for example for tomorrow's Sea Report we'll see no pun intended how that will play out being I mean, we'll have one tomorrow I have no doubt Un undoubtedly we'll be here tomorrow okay uh Wednesday we'll be back on with Lone Star State News, the C report. We'll see how that goes again, depending on how Wednesday's uh, days and travel goes Thursday. Yeah, I will be up at the state capitol this week um, a couple of times. All right. And that's about all I got to say about that. Um, we have the swearing in of our uh, representatives in the state of Texas happening tomorrow. We have the uh, floor vote for who will be House Speaker in our state state tomorrow. Uh, we have a uh, rules of engagement vote happening on Thursday up at the Capitol. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out, guys. I'm sure I'll have some fun stuff to share with you all either way. However, you know, uh, that just uh, changes the schedule up a little bit. Now, it changes the schedule up a little bit and uh, the formatting of the show. So uh, in addition to that, of course, as I have mentioned um, in uh, previous weeks, you know, I will also be away from the studio, as it were, that's the old homestead, uh, to care for uh, some familial matters, ladies and gentlemen, um, who of whom I saw that over in uh, the chat room over there. Let me go ahead and say uh, hello real quick. Justice Song, thank you so much. Hope your mom is well. Uh, appreciate the sentiments, Miss Justice Song. And uh, indeed, she is doing fine, right? But uh, again, as I had mentioned to you guys before, um, she will be uh, in surgery uh, towards the end of this month. So we might be doing some talkies here at the Sea Report, you know, for uh, the next couple of weeks. But I will definitely be bringing you as much news and views as I can. Maybe not with quite the same format, because after all, 
in the places that I will be, there is very minimal Wi-Fi. Okay, so there's that, ladies and gentlemen. Now, for those of you who got to check out the, uh, how would I put this? It was kind of like an, uh, it was it was kind of like a pilot episode. <clears throat> it was kind of like a testing things out kind of episode. But this past weekend, I, was it this past weekend? I think it was this past weekend, right? Uh, we got to do the morning show, right? So, you know, we'll see how we'll see how that all rounds out in the bouts, ladies and gentlemen. But it'll be something a little bit more like that, except I won't be uh, I won't be anonymous, as it were, um, because no offense to anyone out there. But anonymous is synonymous with coward to me. No offense. No offense. But anonymous is synonymous uh, to coward with me. All right. <laughs> Especially at this point in the game, right? The censorship is done. Okay. Uh, I mean, I would say the censorship is done. It seems like it is. I mean, considering the things that were happening on Twitter, but yes, yes, I know YouTube go ogle and Facebook and Meta and instant, all of those other ones that we Patriots just cannot seem to let go of. <laughs> I mean, hey, I like the Twitter game now just because I get to say what I want to say over there. You know, I mean, that's like such a it's just a fun time, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a fun time. Uh, but as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, as I was saying, you know, um, uh, that's perfectly that's perfectly OK. You, you guys know I'm not talking about anyone present and accounted for whenever I say things like anonymous is synonymous with coward. OK, so. <laughs> But that's just me, y'all. And so, you know, uh, the morning show, well, you know, the only reason why we'll do that anonymously, so this way I don't have to, you know, comb my hair and brush my teeth, as it were, so to speak, okay? I don't got to wash my face. I just got to show up with some coffee in hand. Anyhow, guys, uh, let's do this, guys. We're going to do uh, some Trump truths this uh, evening. We're going to do a little bit of information. I wanted to talk about Brazil, guys, because I've been wanting to talk about Brazil for quite some time. And, um, well, you know, we used to talk about Brazil a lot here on this show. If you go back, you know, to last summer and into the fall. And then, of course, the elections happened here in America, ladies and gentlemen. And it just seems like every time the elections happened, I, you know, people just get carried away with election information and they forget about all the other things that are going on around the world or in the nation or, you know, on Twitter, because everyone is so concerned about the elections, right? It's such a great thing to know. It's such a great thing to have. I'm going to switch it up here for you guys just a bit. For those of you who are probably not used to this. Okay. All right. Since you guys are buzzing in the chat room over there at pill.net, I'm going to get you guys on the screen for today's episode. Hello. How's it going, guys? For all you individuals out there who are always wondering, who the heck is this bald potato head talking to? Well, it's, it's, the, it's the community over at pill.net. So uh, I just wanted to uh, pop in and say, how do you doing? Hello. Happy New Year's, everybody. I haven't seen you guys since the last year. How y'all doing? We got Relin on in the house, Justice Song. Hello. I missed you, Mr. C. Missed you too, Miss Justice Song. And it's always great to have you with us. Timba Jet is in the house. God bless you and yours. Do what you feel in your heart. I appreciate those sentiments, uh, Mr. Timba Jet, more than you know. Uh, special Patriot 72 is in the house, just laying it down. Okay. With a very inappropriate uh, sticker there. Okay. <laughs> um, it's still funny as heck though. That's my, that's my kind of sticker. Mr. Special Patriot 72, uh, two rivers. Good evening. All, you know what? Hey, we're just all inappropriate here over at pill.net. <laughs> No, I like that one too. Sean Joe's in the house. Good evening, Sean Joe. Thank you so much for gifting the cookie. Hola, mi amigos. 
Hola, mis amigos, señor Sean Joe, and welcome to the show. It's good to see you where we go one, we go all, says Special Patriot 72. You know, I was thinking about the other day, and I was like, if we really go all where one goes, does that mean we're all going to fill in the blank? Okay, all right. So it could have been anything down, but... Sean Joe is ready to throw it down cumbia style with his Mexican hat on. You know it, Sean Joe. You know it. Okay. Special Patriot 72 gifted the. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Special Patriot 72. Happy New Year, Mr. C. That's a fleet. Yeah, that's a fleet. All right, sir. Wowzers. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. That's pretty early on. In... I have not even laid down the goods yet, Mr. Uh, Special Patriot 72, but I definitely appreciate your support very much so. Uh, so you guys can hop on over to pill.net or the foxhole.app before you make me blush or you make me tear up, ladies and gentlemen, we should probably get into some news. Um, as I was saying earlier, Bolsonaro is on my mind. Uh, you know, we had so many anniversaries that were happening uh, in the month of January. I think I mentioned some of them earlier on today. You know, we had the January 6th anniversary, right? Um, and then we had the anniversary of our stolen elections. Yeah, I'm still like we're in month three, right? So the three month anniversary was on the yesterday, the 8th of our stolen elections for 2022. I mean, in case you guys didn't catch Lone Star State News, I mean, there was some really amazing news coming out of Harris County, Texas, you know, uh, just for a geographical point of view, uh, Houston, Texas is basically the county seat of Harris County, right? So, um, well, ladies and gentlemen, in Houston, Texas, Harris County, Texas, uh, just to keep you guys in the loop, because after all, uh, this is information that is scant being shared anywhere else. We have 19, 19, they call them former candidates. Yes, they were GOP candidates. 19 GOP candidates that are challenging the botched elections, the midterms of 2022 in Harris County, guys. It was rather amazing. We had a couple of them trickle in um, about within a month or so, uh, around a month, right, uh, of the conclusion of that botched and stolen election. Okay. We had that happening, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it, it was like we had one individual. She was running for Harris County judge against the activist partisan county judge known as Lena Hidalgo, right? Whose name is, uh, I would say her name is probably feared. I mean, don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, she looks like a scary mother, right? You know, she looks like one of those mothers you don't want to bother with, right? Um, so I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say, I have to say, the uh, the individual who was running in the race against Lena Hidalgo filed for an election challenge. She's actually wanting a redo of the entire Harris County election, which really is the only route that we can go with in regard to Harris County, I believe, in my purview. I mean, particularly if we want individuals who are running for a state house office want to have any hope of having a reconsideration to their race or challenge or contest to the results, they will have to do a redo of the county because they're facing other, they're facing other uh, roadblocks on the way to uh, justice and a fair, accurate, and transparent, a legal, a constitutional election. 
Okay, so a redo would do, and you know, as soon as uh, as soon as this individual um, filed for this um, a challenge, uh, a woman by the name of Alexandra del Moral Miller, right? Alexandra del Moral Miller, uh, uh, about a dozen more filed suit right behind her, ladies and gentlemen, a dozen more filed suit right behind her. So that was rather amazing, ladies. So now we have 19, 19 lawsuits, challenges to the election results in Harris County. There's really no telling where this is going to go right now. I see the flag of Texas waving in my chat room. Two Rivers, good evening, brother. Good to see you. Uh, Two Rivers joins us from the great Lone Star State. Good to have you with us. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading your chat there. Against Lunatic Hidalgo. I really do believe she is a lunatic, right? And I really do believe that Harris County county officials are truly corrupt. Uh, and it, I believe that they are trying to set up a real, true criminal syndicate of corrupt officials, be they elected or be they bureaucratically assigned, nominated, appointed, or hired, you know, we need to really route out what is going on in Harris County. You know, we can, we can track, we can track the corruption, or at least I can track the corruption of Harris County back to about 2008, 9, 10, 12, eh, about eight, nine, you know, uh, we shared the stories of the King Street Patriots and Catherine Engelbricht of True the Vote. Now, this is pre-True the Vote days, like just right before it, you know. And they busted wide open a lot of corruption and fraud that was happening in Harris County, in Houston, Texas, in the very district of Sheila Jackson Lee, she who wears pedophile symbols on her jewelry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying she's a pedophile. She might have just been visiting Epstein Island and was like, oh, I love that blue blue triangle within a triangle sparkling gem. I'm a sapphire, right? I mean, that could have been the case, right? That's all it could have been, you know? She just likes a triangle within a triangle. It was the blue sapphire, right? That's what got Sheila Jackson Lee. She does not eat children. Anyways, her teeth say otherwise, but you know what I mean. Uh, let's see here. I like that special Patriot 72 says where we go one, we go all we're going to heaven. Now that's the way to think, buddy. That is exactly the way to think. Uh, a special Patriot. I will refund you that fleet. Okay. <laughs> I thank you special Patriot 72. Now you're really going to make me blush. Okay. <laughs> Don't think I won't send that fleet back. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Liz Garcia, how are you doing, hon? It is so great to see you. All right. Happy New Year, sweetie. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well down by, you know, my family was down in your area not too long ago. They did not even give me an invite. <laughs> They're supposed to be there in a few weeks, too. And okay, guys. All right. Sorry. I unplugged my mic. Hold on. I had to move my cord. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold. Are we back yet? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me, America? Can you hear me, America? 
<laughs> okay, hold on. Let me check my screens because I am nothing but black. There we go, America. I'm back. Sorry about that. I did that during Lone Star State News. It's because I haven't been on the air for a week, so I forgot to put my cords in the right spot, and I'm, I'm, I'm kicking it with my fattened thigh. But you know, it's like micro mar microwave Marge always says: the show must go on. Well, the show must go on. You know I'm going to play Microwave Marge when I say that, right? Okay, for those of you who don't remember who Microwave Marge is, well, that was Microwave Marge. Okay, guys, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, so Liz Garcia, I apologize. I was saying, I was saying, yeah, my, my family will be down there in a few weeks, and I still haven't gotten an invite from them. It's okay. I love them anyways. Okay, guys, so uh, let's go ahead and move that down. And about here we go. All right. Uh, okay, just had to check into something real quick. All right, guys. So, uh, okay, you guys could hear us. Thank you so much. Special Patriot, thank you so much. I appreciate that again, very much so. <laughs> you, We are only vessels, Special Patriot 72. We are only vessels. That's right, 100%. And uh, thanks for the five by five, Miss Liz Garcia. All right, guys. So the show must go on, right, ladies and gentlemen? So before we get too long-winded, or at least I do, right? <laughs> you don't want me getting long-winded. Uh, let's go ahead and look at some uh, Trump truths. I am quite behind. And if I'm being honest with you, with everything that I was doing this weekend, this past week, you know, I, I did not have a whole lot of time to look at the news. You know, I got the gist. I got the idea of what was going on. You know, uh, McCarthy went into 15 rounds before he was uh, before he was confirmed, I guess, or the, before he got the vote or however it is that you say, you know, I, I mean, if I were to just give my own short, short, short rendition of what that's all about. Well, it's it's one of two things, in my opinion, one of two things. And I'm not an expert. I'm not a pro. So you don't got to take my word for it. But I would say either A, this is evidence of um, the American people really pushing forward, holding that line, so as it speak, so to speak, and um, uh, telling their reps, we don't want McCarthy. We don't want McCarthy. Okay, we won't even talk about the Trump narrative. I know his name was in the hat. That was never going to happen, guys. I mean, listen to the words of your president. And his words were, I do not concede. Okay, now when you think about that, do you think he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get the Speaker of the House? All right, I always wanted that. I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened, don't get me wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did not concede. Okay, which means he's still the president because, after all, I mean, popular to contrary belief, popular to wait, contrary to popular belief, not popular to contrary belief. No, no, no. There is there is a contrary belief that is popular, but it's not popular among those who are quite contrite, ladies and gentlemen. But. But contrary to belief, President Trump did, in fact, win the election in 2020. Did we forget about that? You know, but, you know, if there was ever any way to determine exactly how strong of a hold, how strong of a vice grip, the mainstream, lamestream, shamestream, fake mockingbird propaganda legacy media press 
has on the world. If you ever want to know exactly how strong it is or if it's gotten any weaker or if it's gotten any stronger or, you know, if, if you know, they've they've leveled down or leveled up. All you have to do is look at the Patriot community. If they're all reeling in agony because of what the mainstream media says, then they still got a pretty strong whole community's like, ah, <laughs> mainstream media, what are you talking about? then they should start being scared. But so as long as everyone's emotions get swayed with the mainstream media, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll just say it. They've got a pretty strong vice grip. You know, I was speaking with uh, some uh, some uh, uh, close friends not too not too long ago. You know, uh, individuals who consider themselves to be in the know, individuals who consider themselves to be initiated, activated, savvy to all of the world things. And they had no idea what was going on with Twitter. I was like, "Where have you been?" <laughs> I was like, "Where have you been?" I was like, first of all." I, I, I offered quite a bit of resistance on sharing the Twitter stuff until I realized the value of what was going on here, you know, and, and all of this, if you ask me, is quite planned out. Well, it's interesting because some people are laying their plans against certain things that really don't qualify for those plans to be laid against. And then things get kind of mucked up. But that's just that's what happens. You know, I guess I don't know. I guess I'm just really good at what I do. I don't know. But anyhow, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Some of the things that happened out there. But, you know, for everything that's been happening, when we're OK, uh, guys, because like I said, like I said, yeah, maybe I should just bring the chat back up on the screen. But like I said, you know, uh, we had uh, drops happen while i was off the air guys no yes no yes no when did we have another drop happen i know there was one like today or yeah it was today right about uh i don't know 2 p.m eastern time maybe sooner maybe later anyway so i was like okay we got another twitter drop but you know i mean to be fair i had not really been uh paying attention to the news the last few days because well necessity ladies and gentlemen okay so uh there's that but uh i was like you guys don't know what's going on with twitter where have you been you know uh because we say it i say it you know that uh it is after all the biggest the biggest the biggest roadblock right on our way to freedom on our way to restoring this republic ladies and gentlemen on the way to saving this nation it is the media there is not a thing we can do. I mean, there are just certain blocks, roadblocks that can be easily demolished, right? easily removed, maybe not so easily. We've been trying to do it for quite some time. But when, when the bulldozer and the jackhammer is handed to you, America, and even those who go with everyone when one goes one way and they all take their oaths of office, and yet they have absolutely no idea that Elon Musk just gave you all the receipts. You in trouble, America, right? Not, I mean, not in a bad way. I mean, I'm, I'm like a little half-heartedly, half-sillily saying that, you know? Uh, how about this one? When everyone at the Trump rally in Pennsylvania is cheering and applauding Sean Hannity and Fox News and Mehmet Oz, America, you in danger, girl, right? That kind of a thing, okay, guys? I mean, you know. We have to be able to laugh at some of these things. You know, that's why I try and put it in a frame of uh, levity sometimes, guys, even. Yeah. But uh, but anyhow, anyhow. Yep. Twitter, guys. Twitter. Let's look at some Trump truths. All right. Here we go.
Okay. All right. Now we'll start back just a little bit because I am a few days out of the loop. And who knows, maybe there will be some insights here we did not quite glean before. From President Trump, he says, sadly, Facebook has been doing very poorly since they took me off. It has lost $750 billion in value and has become very boring. Hopefully, Facebook will be able to turn it around. Maybe their first step should be to get away from the ridiculous change in name to Meta and go back to Facebook. Whoever made that decision and the decision to take me off will go down in the Business Hall of Fame for two of the worst decisions in business history. Speaking of levity, ladies and gentlemen, that, that's a fun quote right there. That's a fun well, quote. That's a fun truth. That's a fun statement. Good things will soon be happening for the Republican Party, and 2024 will be a monster. In a good way, of course. Ah, you know, I like it. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the vibe I'm feeling in, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I woke up one day in 2023, about nine days ago, and I was like, huh. I'm in the middle of the street again. Just kidding, guys. Jeez Louise. God. Okay. <laughs> no, the sun is rising, ladies and gentlemen. It's rising in spirit and it's rising in mind and it's rising in heart. That's what I mean by I woke up one day, nine days ago in 2023. If you want the other story, you're going to have to read the book. Okay, all right. Uh, looking very good for the Republican Party and our country tonight. All coming together. Stay tuned. See, so I'm out of the loop. So I'm like, what are you talking about, President Trump? What You cannot be talking about McCarthy, right? Is he talking about McCarthy? I mean, he could be talking about McCarthy. I mean, you know, I've oft been accused of playing uh, Chinese checkers. Right? <laughs> I was like, first of all. <laughs> Why got to be Chinese? Anyways, okay, but like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, and I, I have to go back to the microcosm to the macrocosm because, uh, you know, I'm I'm really engaged in my Texas uh, poli local politics right now. So, you know, when we're talking about the Speaker of the House, you know, and we have people here in Texas that are like, well, you're going around talking about Dade feeling like you know who he is. And uh, clearly you're playing Chinese checkers. Well, they didn't say Chinese. Uh, and we're playing chess. And I was like, how many D's chess do you think you're playing, buddy? Because uh, I sunk that battleship a long time ago. No, you know, I mean... Uh, we don't have to get too far off into date feeling, ladies and gentlemen. But again, it's 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 the game board reference that I'm trying to make as a point here, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm trying to say here. What are you talking about, President Trump? No, just kidding. <laughs> Let's move on to his next truth. OK, here we go. And it goes this way, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing how poorly fake news CNN and MSNDC or DNC, excuse me, are doing in the ratings. Truth Social is delivering a far bigger and more important voice. I would say so, too. I would say so, too. It's not as fun as Twitter. Sorry, President Trump, but it's not. OK, not at the moment anyways. I mean, it could be much more fun. 
maybe if I start going after all the fake patriots, it could get fun. But no, that's not fun. It's not fun to go after fake patriots, okay? It's not. It's really not. I mean, it's depressing is what it is, okay? <laughs> I don't know how some people have the uh, the wherewithal, uh, the, the fortitude to track down and go after these people. I mean, that is just, I mean, when you're talking about already trying to save your nation, but then you're up against uh the 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 wall and you're you're up against it yeah it's it's it's, a, it's an uphill battle ladies and gentlemen you know going doing that you guys know i have my own thoughts and opinions i've expressed them you know ever so uh haphazardly here on my show i don't know maybe some of those thought points will come out but you, you know going after them no like i like going after the pedophiles or going after the uh, crooked politicians or going after the rhinos on twitter is just not as much fun uh on truth social to go after the fake patriots it's not it's just not fun and then you know yeah you know, i have issues questioning people's faith i mean capital eight capital f faith right I, I i can't you know i'm not the kind of person that could sit there and say well you might pray to God, but you know you don't. But, you know, I, I can't do that. That's not my faith. I can't question someone's faith. But when it comes to patriotism. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one's a little bit different than faith. OK, next statement from President Trump. I see that American coward crying Adam Kinsinger has taken a high-paying political job at very low ratings, fake news, Fox. Oh, CNN, my bad. He was supposedly on tonight, all propped up and ready to go. I hear he was not crying. But question, how does he negotiate and get such a job when he is working on the January 6th Unselect Committee? You'll notice for all you decoders out there, there's not a question mark at the end of that question. Now, go make an episode, right? Wouldn't this be a tremendous and perhaps illegal conflict of interest? It just never ends with these losers. It seems like it is never ending, doesn't it, President Trump? It seems like it is indeed never ending. But all things must run their course, ladies and gentlemen. All things must run their course. And if China can be around for thousands of years, I don't see why America, can, well, America cannot also, ladies and gentlemen. Wouldn't you agree? Right? We don't have to go the way of Rome. After all, wasn't that all pre-planned anyways as well? All right. Next statement. All Republican governors should immediately begin the process of ending mail-in ballots. All Republican governors, all Republican governors, all Republican governors should immediately begin ending the process of mail-in ballots, which are fraught with corruption and always will be, except for faraway military and people with a proven illness getting voter ID and same-day voting with all paper ballots. This effort should be all out and start immediately. Governors have the power and authority to do this. Get it done, or we will never have honest elections in our country again. Now, America, I will pause here to say, are you ready? America, 
are you ready? Are you ready to go round three? Well, it's technically going to be round four. Well, actually, it's probably going to be round five by the time we get to 2024. Okay. But are you ready? Okay. You know, we're, we're not quite in the 15th round yet. Okay. We're not in overtime yet, guys. We're not in overtime yet. You know, yeah, a nation is not built in one day and a republic is definitely not restored in one year, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely not. Okay. We're probably not even in the 12th round yet, guys. Have you lost your stamina? And of course, you is the generic you. It's the uh, general you, not the specific you. Unless it resonates within your heart, mind, and soul, then it is the general you I'm talking to. I'm, I'm talking to, not, uh, not a specific you. But uh, follow through, right? Tenacity. Hmm. Get it done, America. Get it done. You know, it's interesting because if you think about all of the... If you think about all of the items that have been placed in the path for President Trump just to try and stumble him, right? I mean, for crying out loud, the man was not even running in 2022. And yet somehow he got the blame for the few losses for his endorsed candidates, okay? Somehow he got the blame for the voting machines, right? Flipping all of the votes and uh, being highly vulnerable, no telling how that went down, right? Because I can't view the source code, so I couldn't tell you how it went down, right? Uh, considering all of the um, voter suppression that took place during the midterms in 2022, and yet somehow President Trump still got blamed for George Santos. No, actually, I don't know if President Trump has been blamed for George Santos or not. That's something that could have developed this week. I mean, I'm quite surprised that they did not push George Santos off on President Trump just yet, right? Okay. <laughs> Can we just stop talking about George Santos or or am I the only one who's talking about him? If I'm the only one who's talking about him, folly on me. Okay, that's good. But every time I open up my web browser and the little newsreels flashes by on its lazy Susan of stories and provocative articles, all I see are stories about George Santos. And I'm like, why is this guy still in the news? Like, he lied about his entire life. He lied about his entire resume and career. He's not even, I mean, apparently he's a hes a, a straight homosexual, whatever that is, okay? <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, don't you guys get it? This man is like a sacrificial lamb who was put in as a Republican. And he's probably None of that. He was meant to drive the story that Long Island New Yorkers cannot trust Republicans because they are nothing but lying straight gays who are not even straight, but apparently they're gay, but they have children. Okay, so you know what I mean? <laughs> what? What a wash that was, guys. You know, uh, you know what, uh, Farby, I probably am the only one who's talking about George Santos right now, aren't I? Okay, so it's okay. It's okay. If that is the case, so be it. But I'm surprised they didn't blame Trump on, they were probably like, Trump filled out George Santos resume and application. <laughs> it's all Trump. Trump is also the father of his children. That man is gay, right? I'm surprised they're not saying stuff like that. I mean, come on. Like, 
I mean, I called him. What was that? What was that one guy's name again? I can't remember who wore it best. I got to show you guys that picture sometime. Okay. <laughs> I got to show you guys that picture sometime. Uh, most of you guys will probably like, uh, like withdraw in horror and cringe effect. If I show you that picture, <laughs> Ross Matthews. Okay. Anyways, enough about that. Enough about that guys. Okay. Um, Get it done, governors. Get it done. Oh, and hey, Governor Abbott, while you're at it, why don't you try not signing a bill that decriminalizes election fraud just to get Democrats back in the House or to do the bidding of thy masters, whomever they might be, Mr. Abbott, right? How about you try um, forcing, I mean... How about you try appointing someone to the Secretary of State's office in Texas that can actually fulfill all four years of their term per our Texas Constitution, right? How about you actually uh, stop sending uh, illegal immigrants deeper into the nation? How about you actually build that wall? How about, Governor Abbott, you stop being a rhino? Well... Ladies and gentlemen, stranger things have happened. Get it done, Abbott. No. Texas has already pretty much taken care of the ballot thing with a couple of minute details. You know, in exchange for really taking care of the mail-in ballot thing in Texas, Governor Abbott allowed him to decriminalize election fraud, right? He was like, it's no longer a 20-year felony. It's a slap on the hand. Don't do that again. We'll fix it next year. Right, Governor Abbott? Yeah, we're done with that. How much more are the people going to take? I must ask again. Did I like that one? Oh, I put a big old heart on that one. Actually, let's go ahead and retruth that as well. Okay. Big night for America. So it was the McCarthy thing three days ago. Is that what's going on here? Am I that far out of the loop? I think it was. I think it was. 15 rounds, ladies and gentlemen. 15 rounds. Did I tell you what that means again? 15 rounds means either the will of the people is so strong it took 15 rounds for mccarthy to get through or 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 everyone knows americans love drama and that's all it was it was just a literal political theater ladies and gentlemen literal political theater so we can get caught up in the drama and uh, all of the influencers on contract have something to talk about for a few days, right? Because they don't want them talking about the elections. They're not talking about Harris County. And, uh, well, I'll just say God bless the ones who are still talking about elections. Okay. All right. What does President Trump have to say about the speaker? The speaker selection process, as crazy as it may seem, has made it all much bigger and more important than if done the more conventional way. Congratulations to Kevin McCarthy and our great Republican Party. So now you might expect me to come down on President Trump and be like, President Trump chose McCarthy. He's a traitor. We have to. He's he's a globalist. You know what? Well, you know what? Uh, into all things due time, ladies and gentlemen. OK, no. When it comes to the president, there's a little bit of a difference than, say, your average Joe Dan Crenshaw, right? Yeah, the one you know is a rhino, okay? I mean, I was very much aware that President Trump was uh, looking to Kevin McCarthy to be the House Speaker. I have no qualm with that, you know, because I am more concerned with my Texas House Speaker. You know why? 
because we can have the best Congress and Senate in this nation's history that will do the will of the people. But if we have swamp creatures, elitist, globalist, filth, trash, Marxist communists, also known as rhinos and Democrats in our state house, it's DOA. Okay. We can have the best United States Congress ever. Okay. But as soon as they start doing things that are anti-globalist, like Trump was doing, how quick do you think the states are going to try and go to the ninth and the 10th? Now, maybe that is like, and you know, for all you uh, influencers out there, you can use these ideas too. I don't mind. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't require accreditation. Okay. All right. But anyways, so, you know, they'll go to the ninth or the 10th. Now the will of the people will be different there. Now, that would be an interesting scenario, right? Because that's maybe an aspect about, uh, you know, the way that our nation works that not many people think about. What if we had a really good federal government, right? That actually respected the will of the people. And then the states were like, well, we're still globalist, filth, Marxist, communist trash. So we don't want to go along with what the Nate and then you then you would have the MSM the the fake news media they would be running a front for the states wouldn't that be interesting right and then the will of the people would really determine the fate of this nation because then you would have a good federal versus the good people and a very very bad state now you know that kind of scenario is something that's like way out there but if you can imagine guys with a weak federal government already don't you see the importance of propping up our local state governments? Because they protect us from the overreach, right? Just like the county protects us from the state overreach. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. <laughs> and uh, I'm a very simple man, but uh, it seems to me that that's the way that these things were arranged, right? So this way we can, uh, you know, have some kind of separation of power and uh, stop any type of unconstitutional overreach. So, yeah, I'm more concerned with my state House Speaker because I can get more done with him than I can with McCarthy. For McCarthy and the Speakership, and I'm not talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene here. She's way different from President Trump. President Trump gets an off on that. Marjorie Taylor Greene, well, you know, I never talk about her, read about her. I'm like, you know, she's America first. Everyone talks about her. Everyone tells us what she ate for breakfast and, you know, what color her panties are today and, you know, whether or not her hair is a few shades lighter or darker. That's what the Patriots talk about. Okay. I'm like, well, so I don't got to focus on her. Uh, everyone knows the ins and outs and, you know, they can measure her pores basically. Okay. So I don't care, you know, but that's different. Okay. For me, obviously, MGT or whatever, MJT, MGT, was it? What were the initials of that one from Spider-Man? MJ, 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 Mary Jane, MJW? Okay, never mind. I was just trying to make an illusion there. Any, I don't know why I tried to do that right now. But anyhow, it doesn't matter as far as that goes, you know? It's very different. For President Trump, it's political strategy. Because as he said, you know, he's worked with McCarthy. And I'm not making any type of concessions or excuses or however people might want to opine on this. But, you know, he's worked with McCarthy, which means he could have some leverage, some leeway. Or This could indeed be one of those checkers chess scenarios. And by the way, that analogy is getting so cliched and annoying. If I have to hear someone say, I play chess and you play checkers one more time, I'm probably going to lose the rest of my hair. Okay, anyways. <laughs> 
It's like, get a new cliche. You know, stop. Everyone else is taken. Be yourself. Okay. Anyways, so uh, as I was saying, sorry, I'm real squirrely tonight, y'all. But as I was saying, I'm real squirrely, but I got my focus on. All right. When it can't, when it comes to Trump and McCarthy, you know, like to me, that's political strategy. Yeah. Now moving into the rest of President Trump's presidency, right? It's not going to be the same as it was in his first optical term. Optical meaning when he was visibly in office. Right now he's not. Okay. But it's not. It's not going to be that way, you know, because during President Trump's first term, I was there, but I wasn't. You know, I was still pulling. Oh, God, I would get up at 730 in the morning to go to work and I would get home at 1 a.m. OK, and then no joke, no joke. All right. I was pulling three jobs. OK, that was that was the single life, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's still the single life. But anyways, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. OK, um, so, yeah, I was there, but I wasn't. I was present, but I wasn't. OK. Moving into his next optical presidency where he's actually there and, you know, like, I mean, we had we've had 12 years of Trump. It's just we've had uh, this buffoon <laughs> who's been uh, who's who's locked him out of the White House, basically, for the last four or three years now. Right. Two, three years. And uh, so. When it when it comes to this whole situation with that, you know, and President Trump and McCarthy, it's totally different. And uh, I see that as political. Now, moving into his next term, it's not going to be the same. I will be eyeballing. Oh, I will be ogling President Trump and every single gesture, every single move. And I'm not going to be playing any of these games about uh, did he raise his water glass? Was his tie red? I never played those games anyways. Right. I was like, really? I mean, the man's trying to save our nation and you care about the color of his tie? Really? Okay, anyways, and that's not a hit on anyone. So anyway, I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, there's more important things, okay? It's kind of like that movie Steel Magnolias, you know? And I'm not going to be like Clary talking about the color purple in the football, you know, locker room when, you know, we're talking about touchdowns and, and tackles, right? Or we're talking about people who are dying on the football field and you're like, well, you know, the Bengals have a very beautiful shade of black and orange. And I think that their helmets could have an accent of yellow. Yeah, you're making a fool of yourself talking about the color of his tie. We're trying to save our nation, Clary. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, anyways, guys. I know some of you guys get that reference and I totally love it. Okay. Anyhow, guys, so as I was saying, and you know, by the way, you know, after I had a little bit of time, right, to kind of look at some things, I was like, everyone is repeating the Alex Jones, Owen Schroyer talking points on that football player that died of uh well, i don't know if he died or not i never followed up did he die anyways the one who dropped on the field where millions of people were watching and everyone was talking about it and they were all using owen schroyer's talking points i was like ah, it's funny that i just decided to listen to this episode to well the, the segment i was like man every single person who has a talk show is talking like owen schroyer uh, yeah, anyways okay i just thought i'd point something out that i noticed all right okay moving right along Next statement from President Trump. Now, the Republican Party really came together last night. It was, in so many ways, a beautiful thing to see. Historic. You know, it was not as historic as when every single Republican stood up against the impeachment of President Trump. That was historic, ladies and gentlemen. That was historic. Okay. 
All right. So 15 tries later, McCarthy gets it. I don't know what kind of wheels and deals he had to make to do it. Uh, this is the mother of Ashley Babbitt story that came out. Let me see. It says here. So an out of control wild man kills beautiful Ashley Babbitt, a true patriot. Who's. The only one killed on January 6th memory and they arrest her mother. Something has to be done about these communists and Marxists that are taking over and destroying our country. Pray for Ashley and her wonderful, brave mother. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, in indeed. I mean, you know, we're at a point, unless it happened, you know, while I was away, that they're going to start locking up journalists. I mean, if there are any journalists left out here in america i mean i'm sure there's maybe someone out there but even even the good guys guys uh, even the good guys are questionable sometimes i don't know <laughs> they all have contracts and stuff everywhere else who knows who knows what's going to happen guys who knows what was this what does it say oopsie j6 committee exposes nearly 2,000 social security numbers of republicans <laughs> really uh gop governors family members i'm sure that didn't happen on purpose right at least no one can say that the january 6th committee did not have an impact <laughs> whoa <laughs> you guys want to take a look at this i haven't seen this this sounds interesting let's let's just dip into this so i can get you new stories for tonight i mean i know this is dated by two days but uh let's let's see what it says real quick this sounds interesting okay this comes from Hot Air uh, and a gentleman by the name of Ed Morsey, though I do not know him, I'm sure it is a gentleman. Okay. Oh, and this was on the anniversary of uh, January 6th, false flag riot. Call it what it was, ladies and gentlemen. It was the false flag riot. Uh, January 6th committee exposes nearly 2,000 social security numbers of Republicans, GOP governors, family members. It says here. We had Greg Abbott, Christy Nome, Henry McMaster, and their families will have to guard against identity theft for the rest of their lives, thanks to the committee's work in exposing their social security numbers. How many numbers got exposed? Around 1,900 of them, according to the Washington Post, which came from White House visitor log supplied to the committee. The J6 committee failed to redact those from a spreadsheet released to the public as part of its final report on the riot. Guys, how was that overlooked? Is it a conspiracy theory to say that they did that intentionally or they're just uh, sour grapes? We're going to go ahead and not redact this. Okay. Ben Carson, a Trump cabinet member that had nothing to do with the riot on January 6th, claimed validation from Ronald Reagan when informed <clears throat> when informed his Social Security had been exposed. Uh, so uh, Ben Carson said, when the House January 6th committee wrapped up its work in recent weeks, it posted hundreds of records online, including interview transcripts, audio recordings and text messages. Also buried in the massive cache was a spreadsheet with nearly 2,000 social security numbers associated with visitors to the White House in December 2020, including at least three members of Trump's cabinet, a few Republican governors, and, a, and numerous Trump allies. Representatives of Texas Governor Greg Abbott, South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, and former Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar, or Azar, is it Azar? <laughs> 
sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of Azov. Okay, Azar, who were listed in the spreadsheet alongside social security numbers, declined to comment or did not respond to requests for comment. Whether it was a careless and sloppy handling of records or a deliberate disregard of decorum, either scenario is a perfunctory and callous display of government and a frightening reminder of the current state in Washington, said former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson, whose name was listed in the spreadsheet along a social security number. President Reagan uh, was a savant indeed. The nine most frightening words to hear are, I am from the government and here to help. <laughs> Don't run away from me. We are your friends. We are your friends. Not only did a number of Republican officials and their families, Christy Nome's children, for instance, have their social security numbers exposed, no one warned them either before or after the release. Nome's office pointed that out when asked by the Post to comment. Most others declined to comment and thus validate the data that the committee had published to a world of scammers and identity thieves. Can you guys imagine how much good credit you're going to have? I mean, consider, consider if um, a Texas representative or an elected official gets paid $660 a month plus $221 per day that they are working, that's quite a sum of money. Then you just have to wonder if they have good credit. They probably do. In fact, they probably have good credit all the way through Clearforce, ladies and gentlemen, which means you could probably get a job anywhere with their social security number. You just have to prove that you're not like wheelchair bound and a rhino like Greg Abbott is, right? Anyhow, I mean, come on, guys. It can't be that hard if they can just assign people who come here illegally a social security number. It's got to be easy, right? Mr. C and the C Report and Mr. CTV are not advocating for identity fraud, identity theft, or any other type of criminality. Sorry, guys. I just had to make sure I'm covered. Okay. All right. Nor am I encouraging it. All right. Back to the article. That also includes two federal judges and at least a half dozen people who testified to the committee, as well as one of their attorneys. One committee aide talking anonymously claimed that the release was inadvertent. It was not inadvertent as much as it was incompetent. You know, that word incompetent is getting thrown around a lot these days, ladies and gentlemen. This data should have been redacted from the records as soon as the committee received it. The National Archives, which supplied those records to the J6 committee under subpoena, told the Post that they never thought the committee would be stupid enough to release them un redacted. Did they use the word stupid? Okay, the National Archives appeared to cast some blame on the January 6th committee. The Archives is, come on, who wrote this? The Archives is, really? The Archives is, come on. Do, does anyone, has not anyone ever heard of, what, what is that thing called? <laughs> the ownership apostrophe? I know it has a different name. Okay. All right. Anyway, that is, this is just, I cannot read this. Okay. Just kidding. It's, it's not readable y'all. <laughs> the archives 
Public and Media Communications Office told the Post in a statement that while we took affirmative steps to redact personally identifiable information, we did not expect that the committee would publicly release records that still may have contained personally identifiable information, PII. The statement added that the Post's request for comment was the first we had heard of a potential inadvertent release of personally identifiable information and that we are assessing the situation and any necessary steps to address an inadvertent release. It's possible that this was both inadvertent and incompetent. I don't think it was inadvertent, guys. I mean, unless they were all just there, you know, getting drunk and getting high, you know, I don't understand. You know, these are the kinds of things that you would expect to happen at the lowest levels of, I don't know, kindergarten, right? I mean, never in our nation's... Okay, maybe to say never is a bit of an overreach, but scarce rarely in our nation's history have we had elections as botched as they were in 2022. And they were far more botched in 2022 than I would say in 2020. But then to have stuff like this happen, guys, to have stuff like this happen, okay, where the sense of administrative duties which has a major impact on many individuals who cares how, how important they are. Okay. I don't care how important they are. Point is many of these people are being affected by this incompetence, gross incompetence, gross negligence. I would put it all in that basket. That's just me speaking guys. Cause it's inexcusable that any of these people can, uh, fester some type of an excuse like, oh, it was inadvertent and incompetent. Yeah, not to take away from the article's usage of that phrase, inadvertent and incompetent, but you guys get what I'm saying here. Anyways, it has, it at least has the smell of retribution against Donald Trump's allies and associates. But connecting those dots would have to assume that this committee was competent enough to conceive such a plan while performing mainly incompetently all along. We do know, though, that they behaved every bit as biased as something like this world, like this would be if it was intentional, right? 1,900 people or more will now have to engage in protection against identity theft for years, possibly all thanks to a committee that could not be trusted with sensitive information. And this is likely going to be the most impact the J6 committee ever has. No, let me tell you about another impact the J6 committee is going to have because of this. And uh, all you influencers hiding out there, you can use these ideas too, okay? All right, because this, this is where it's coming from, all right? Someone asked me the other day on a stream, Mr. C, who do you listen to to get your ideas about what to talk about? I was like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> I don't listen to nobody, Jack. Goodness me, oh my oh, right? Yeah, I know everyone was sounding like Owen Schroyer. I just said, yeah, I did hear that. Okay, segment, all right? But uh, no, I, I don't need to go listen to people to get my ideas, right? I, I might have gone to uh, get inspired by one or two back in the day, you know, but uh, that those days are done, okay? I'm, I'm done listening to other people. 
So anyhow, as I was saying, guys, yeah, and like I said, all you influencers, go ahead, go ahead, you know, use these ideas. If you're in my audience and you want to call them out, go ahead. But like, here's the idea. Okay. Yeah, just picture this. Picture this. America. 2023, 2024, America first is on the rise. Making America great again is very palpable within the reaches of every patriotic American. President Trump is leading the charge. We have an America first caucus. We have an America first Congress. We have an America first Senate. And it's all going just as dandy. And all the meanwhile, all of the Democrats are like, and their, you know, their Trump derangement syndrome and their America hate syndrome is really festering and coming out. And uh, say we have Christy Noam le leading the charge. Say we have Governor Abbott leading the charge, right? You know, far be it, Governor Abbott actually leads any charges, right? Okay. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, the IRS comes knocking on their door. Excuse me, but uh, we see you've been evading all of these taxes, or you've got all these liens, or you've applied for houses, or you did all this tax, 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 IRS, IRS, 87, 89, 90,000 plus IRS employees. And then there comes the perp walk, and all of the America First people, all 1,900 of them, whose names were released by the J6 committee for a future hit, ladies and gentlemen, a future hit. In other words, they're thinking long game. Okay, if we release their information now, come 2022, no, come 2024, five, six, seven, even eight, when they really need to make sure that they can take down their political enemies, they'll have had all of these con artists and identity thieves who have just run amok with all of their information. And you know that the IRS is going to take its time to figure out what's going on. You know that they they slap those handcuffs on before they actually ask questions, okay? Because in communist America, you are guilty until proven innocent. And that is where we are, America. And so when they say the only impact is going to be releasing and putting these people under the uh, vice stress of having to protect their identity, identity, think a little bit further into the future about exactly what kind of things they could pull off with that type of information and a and weaponized IRS agency? I mean, does that stand to reason, America? Or do you think I'm being a little bit too far-fetched here? Okay. Uh, influencers, go ahead and run away with that idea now. Okay. That one just, it originated here. Okay. I didn't listen to anyone to hear that idea. Okay. It came right here, right through here. Okay. All right. Right from above. All right. So there you go. All right. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but I'm sure you'll have fun with it. Let's get back to the article. Okay. And with any luck, no one will share those ideas. Okay, cool. And then when it happens, they'll be like, oh, we never knew about it. Okay. Uh, it says here, okay, that's just the uh, hot air. So that was a pretty good article. Yeah, 1,900 people or more will now have to engage in protection against identity theft for years. But that's not the point. The point is so that people can run amok with their, uh, you know, their personal identifiable information and hopefully run up, run up some crimes that the IRS weaponized and rogue. I mean, the IRS was never a friend of America to begin with. So why should we say weaponized, right? The IRS has always been an, Amer an enemy of America. The IRS is totally unconstitutional. Everyone knows it. No one's doing anything about it. But alas, that is how that goes. All right, guys. So well, it was a pretty interesting article, right? That was a pretty interesting article. I'm glad we dipped into there for just a sec. 
All right. How much more will the people take, ladies and gentlemen, the people of America, the people of the world? You know, Brazil's about add up. It's you know up to its ears in it right now. Brazil's about up to in, in its ears right now. Okay. Okay, so this was, uh, it looks like it was another. Okay, so, all right, here's another statement. We're almost caught up, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost, can you believe it? We're almost caught up. Uh, next statement from President Trump says, I have been noticing the fact that Howard Stern, oh, such a name to come across the keyboard of President Trump's keyboard. <laughs> I have been noticing the fact that Howard Stern's show has gone to hell. I thought that's where it came from, President Trump. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I had to say it. Okay. I have been noticing the fact that Howard Stern's show has gone to hell. And so few people are listening. It used to be great. Now it rates less than fair. It's a sad thing to watch. When he loved Trump, it was hot. When he decided to go with crooked Hillary, his ratings world collapsed. Yeah, because he exposed himself for the immediate fraud that he is. Or sellout, you know. We'll go with sellout. He's always been himself, I guess. Can't believe they pay him so much money. But I hope he gets it. Interesting. That one's very interesting, too. Okay. Who is that? Oh, my God. Why is he in my screen like that? <laughs> is that McCarthy? Oh, no, that's McCarthy. Did you guys ever notice that McCarthy and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene kind of look like like they're related? They have the same cheekbones, the same nose, and I think the same eyebrows, too. <laughs> they don't have the same mouth. She's got she's got like a Tyrannosaurus Rex grin. You can take that one if you want, Nick Fuentes. Anyways, OK, thanks. Oh, wait, I don't want to read that. OK, so Mark Alford. OK, uh, what? It's this President Trump's plan to take down the cartels. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, this looks like fun. Let's check this out. Let's get a full, let's get a full screen on this one. <laughs> so much for the full screen, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, President Trump's plan to take down the cartels. Uh, restore all Trump border policies and fully secure the border. Impose a total naval embargo on cartels. Order DOD to inflict maximum damage on cartel leaderships and operations. Designate cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. Choke off their access to the global financial system. Get full cooperation of neighboring governments to dismantle cartels. Ask Congress to ensure drug smugglers and traffickers can receive the death penalty. That is quite a plan. I don't think you'll hear another plan quite like that, at least on the presidential playing field, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, just a brief review and a look at it. And I don't have anything to add and or um, amend. Not that I would amend anything. I mean, I don't. I agree with all of that. Uh, I, I understand that this question here of ensuring that uh, drug smugglers and traffickers get a quick trial, a quick trial. I know that's a, I know that's a point of contention, right? Just like the vaccines are for many individuals who want to restore this Republic. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure there is uh, a lot of, a lot more detail involved in that. Yes. A serious proposal for how to take on the cartels. Excellent. Do you think he worked with Carrie Lake on that one, ladies and gentlemen? Do you think he worked with Carrie Lake on that one? 
We'll go ahead and retruth that. All right, next up we got. The fake news media was, believe it or not, very gracious in their reporting that I greatly helped Kevin McCarthy attain the position of Speaker of the House. Thank you. I did our country a big favor. You know, and there, I could just imagine a lot of people like, hey, I don't do anything for my backyard, but I'm going to sit up here on my show and complain about President Trump going for McCarthy, right? I don't do anything about my backyard, but I'm going to sit up here and complain about national politics, right? I don't vote, but I'm going to sit up here and complain. Anyways, um, I got to say, guys, I got to say, we don't even know what the odds, we don't even know what the op opposition was, what the odds were. Where would this have gone, do you think? I don't know. I mean, in my own state house speaker, I'm sure there's kind of a disconnect for my audience about why I'm not just raging against Kevin McCarthy. Well, it's because I trust my president, ladies and gentlemen. I trust my president. You know, it's like I said at the beginning of the show, President Trump going into this next term in 2024, if not sooner, people will be looking at him a very differently. You can take this one too, influencers. You already did. People will be looking at politics very differently come the next go-round of an America First president, okay? Very differently, okay? We'll be looking at it very, we'll be looking at everything, guys. And if you're not, I will be, okay? I will be looking at everything, or as much as I can look at. And it's a good thing my eyes are bigger than my stomach. My stomach's pretty big, guys. My stomach's pretty big, so. My eyes have quite the appetite, y'all. But anyhow, so yeah, you know, I don't trust McCarthy for anything. I know who he, I know who he bunks with, okay? I know how he abuses his power. I know he's in it for the money, right? Yeah, and that's why I say the difference between someone like Donald Trump supporting McCarthy versus Marjorie Taylor Greene is different. She was doing it, I think, for the office and the title and the chairs. Um, but again... Battleship versus Candyland, ladies and gentlemen. Battleship versus Candyland. We'll leave it there. Or should we say shoots and ladders? Maybe shoots and ladders. Okay. Yeah. What's next? Kevin McCarthy thanks Trump after speakership win. I don't think anybody should doubt his influence. Okay. I mean, coming from McCarthy, I'd be like, dude. Like, duh. Anyways, no one should, but they all do anyways. They all do. They all do. Another McCarthy, another McCarthy, another McCarthy. Let's see here. It's going to be all about McCarthy. Now, you see that you, 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 you guys understand they could be setting McCarthy up for a fall, right? And then people are going to be like, shut up, Mr. C. Don't don't give away our position. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyways. <laughs> Stop talking about the traitor cards, Mr. C. Yeah. Stop talking. <laughs> no, but I mean, they could be setting him up for a fall, guys. I mean, how much has been exposed? Right? Or influencers, get your notes out. How much has been exposed in all of this, guys? Like, 
how much has been exposed since 2020, not just in elections, but in a lot of the dealings, underworkings, underpinnings, et cetera, wavelengths, you know, buy-throughs, you know, uh, thoroughfares, et cetera, uh, of the way the system really works and how much has been coming to light and, and how much has been a trap set, so to speak, how much has been battleship versus shoots and ladders, ladies and gentlemen, you never know. You never know. McCarthy could have been the least of two evils, okay? Yeah, maybe he wasn't whomever else was nominated. I don't even know whoever. I was not part of this drama, okay? I was just not part of this drama, okay? I, I could care less. I would rather, I mean, not that I don't care, but I would rather talk about my local house speaker, okay? He can affect more change in my state than McCarthy can, okay? Now, again, that's not to diminish the power of the grassroots, okay? We have moved mountains, ladies and gentlemen. We have broken algorithms. We have prompted the very Amish down from their mountain and into the voting booths with their stagecoaches and Trump flags in tow. We can do a lot on the national level. I'm just more concerned about my state house speaker than I am about McCarthy, okay? All right. And you know that President Trump is backing him up so much, you know, um, I don't know. I just think there's something else going on here, but that's just me. Okay. All right. More McCarthy, more McCarthy, more McCarthy. Okay. Let's see what uh, President Trump says in this statement. Great job by Republican Congressman Pat Fallon of Texas in discussing and analyzing the many problems that our country now has on our southern border. And to think that just two years ago, we had the safest and most secure border in our nation's history. Or if we're using President Trump's words, in United States history. I'm going to take a note Mr. Pat Fallon, Texas rep. Maybe we'll talk about him. We'll be talking about John Cornyn on Wednesday because uh, there's already so many initiative. People want Cornyn gone. Okay. And uh, we definitely have a situation here. Uh, we have a specific, uh, a specific GOP uh, county party that is going after um, Cornyn. Uh, in a way that maybe we can all get behind them, which, believe it or not, a lot of people are asking for it. A lot of people are praying for it. And a lot of people, now you know, are working for it. Okay, cool. But Pat Fallon on the border issue, since President Trump mentioned him, I think that's something that would be worth looking into. Okay, let's see what we got next. Who dat? 2022 was another gloomy year for many cable networks. Boo effing who. Next. All right. <laughs> Speaking of boo effing who, <laughs> who's effing boo? I don't know. Tell us, Jimmy Fallon, who's effing you? NBC execs regret, <laughs> regret paying Jimmy Fallon $80 million contract extension. <laughs> I guess Jimmy Fallon is effing them. Sorry, guys. Okay, so... Okay, so Jimmy Fallon's $80 million. Okay, who cares? Okay, I mean, I mean, you know, it's retruthed, but who cares really? Okay, so <laughs> Biden admin report admits canceling Keystone pipeline cost US up to 
59,468 jobs and $9.61 billion in GDP. They admitted it, huh? Interesting. Well, I'm sure they didn't admit it so much as just release a report that might have had some factual temerity to it, right? Next, how Democrat Adam Schiff abused his power to demand I be kicked off Twitter simply due to a personal vendetta. Oh, Schiff is a sleazebag and a traitor and should be prosecuted for the damage he has done to our country. I'm going to pop this one open. Anyone, anyone want to talk old watermelon head? Hmm? Oh, watermelon head. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait, did I, did I, uh, here, here we'll like this one. Boop. And then, uh, we will do, uh, that. Yep. I ain't gonna like that one. <laughs> Nor that one. Okay. I did. I was just going back to make sure, you know, I'm to make sure my heart went where it belonged, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Let's take a look at this because I think I'm going to like the next post as well. Okay, hold on. All right, from the New York Post. Okay, you guys all remember Mr. Taibbi, right? Okay. Remember when we did that episode on Mr. Taibbi? That was a fun episode, wasn't it? Okay. How Democrat Adam Schiff... Is this... Oh, like, don't tell me this was written by Taibbi. Okay, no, it was written by Paul Speary. Okay, Paul Speary of Real Clear Investigations, Real Clear Politics. Actually, some of his articles are posted with accreditation and permission over at thecreport.com. Uh, how Democrat... Okay, I already read that. Personal vendetta. Okay, so let's see here. It says here, uh, back from holiday vacation, I found an interesting email waiting for me in my inbox from Matt Taibbi, the independent journo Elon Musk tasked with reviewing and releasing internal Twitter documents about decisions to censor content and ban users from the platform. Paul, Taibbi wrote, just found a crazy email on Twitter. Did you know Adam Schiff's staff asked Twitter to have you banned? Oh, that's interesting. I was gobsmacked. <laughs> you know what? Gobsmacked, right? Because they're all a gob of boogers, those guys are. This would explain why Twitter could even not Paul Sperry. Okay, I'm not saying Paul Sperry is a big old gob of boogers. I'm talking about the Schiff crew. Okay, the Shifty Schiff watermelon head crew. And I would not doubt that there's some kind of sick and disgusting and probably violent sexual innuendo with watermelon head and peekaboo for those of you who are on the straight and narrow. Okay. I was gobsmacked. This would explain why Twitter could never give me a reason for suspending my account, even though I had broken none of its rules. Schiff, the powerful Democratic chairman, <clears throat> Schiff, the powerful Democrat chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, made his request to ban me through his staff in a November 2020 memo to Twitter. Three months later, in early February 2021, I was kicked off the platform. Why would a congressional leader sworn to protect the Constitution and America and the First Amendment want to muzzle a veteran journalist? Like authoritarians everywhere, Schiff did not like critical reporting. Yeah, and he has the benefit of immunity. That needs to go, ladies and gentlemen. Immunity needs to go. Congressional immunity? Nope. These people should be held to a higher standard, and that includes capital punishment. Anyhow, 
So it says here, the man who vowed to protect our democracy from Donald Trump wanted to censor a free press. You know, that idea of doublespeak and which America are they really talking about, right? Whenever they say, I want to defend our democracy. Well, first of all, we're a constitutional republic. We're not the rule of the gang. We're not the rule of the mob. We're the rule of law, Adam Schiff, but they don't want Americans to figure that one out. Most of them are starting to figure that out. Uh, but then again, also, guys, <clears throat> which America are they talking about? The one that they uh, bought and purchased and then uh, bankrupt or the organic birthed from the founding fathers? In articles for clear, real clear investigations, I outed his anonymous whistleblower from the first impeachment of President Trump. It was Eric Ciaramella, a Democrat who had worked in the Trump White House as an Obama holdover. I also exposed Ciaramella's prior relationship with one of Schiff's top staffers on the impeachment committee, Sean Misko. That's Watermelon Head. There's old Watermelon Head. You know Watermelon Head. <laughs> My reporting cast fresh doubts on Schiff's claims that the 2019 impeachment process happened organically. The New York Times had already busted Schiff lying about prior contacts with the whistleblower. Initially, Schiff publicly stated his office never spoke with the whistleblower before he filed his complaint against President Trump, when in fact, a Schiff staffer had huddled with him, something Schiff's spokesman, Patrick Boland, was forced to admit after the Times broke the story. The staffer was never identified. The prior contacts led to suspicions Schiff's office helped the whistleblower craft his complaint as part of a partisan operation. In the censorship demands, Schiff's office sent Twitter. Misco and the impeachment inquiry are mentioned. It's not clear if Ciaramella is too, since some names are blacked out. Schiff demanded Twitter remove any and all content related to them. Unlike in other cases where Twitter did censor accounts, officials there originally argued that this is not feasible. At the time, Twitter was about the only media outlet where the names of Schiff's impeachment operatives were circulating. The Washington Press Corps had conspired to protect the so-called whistleblower and cover up his identity. The Washington Post even scolded me for identifying him, claiming I was putting his life in danger. But this was a bluff. I was told by his family, as well as his impeachment investigators, that he had received no credible threats. In his list of demands, Schiff tried to justify banning me by claiming I was promoting false QAnon conspiracies, which I have never done, and I challenge Schiff to produce evidence to back up his defamatory remarks. Schiff knew better. He knew QAnon was a trigger for Twitter censors who were suppressing QAnon posts. Yet, even Twitter's liberal gatekeepers appeared skeptical of Schiff's claims. If it is related to QAnon, it should already be deamplified. Emphasis in original. Schiff knows something about promoting false conspiracies. In 2017, he took to the microphone in a televised House Intelligence Committee hearing and read into the congressional record a screed of wild conspiracy theories about Trump and Russia from the Hillary Clinton campaign-funded dossier. He trumpeted them as if they were fact, 
but they were false, every one of them. As special counsel, John Durham has proven in court documents expanding on what Justice Department watchdog Michael Horowitz found in his earlier report. We now know most of the preposterous rumors Schiff dramatically read into the public record came from a source who was invented by the dossier's authors. In his hyping of the dossier, Schiff smeared and defamed not only Trump, but also Carter Page, a low-level Trump campaign advisor, whom Schiff falsely painted as a Russian agent. The next year, Schiff would be caught lying about the so-called Nunes memo exposing FBI abuse of the FISA wiretap process to spy on Page. Schiff claimed then-House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes misled the public when he said the FBI heavily relied on the debunked dossier to swear out the warrants. In his own memo, Schiff, as ranking member, insisted the FBI's warrants were based on other evidence and were above a board. In 2019, the scathing Horowitz report <clears throat> proved it was Nunes who was telling the truth. Schiff, who had access to the same classified FISA information as Nunes, knew better. This is the real spreader of falsehoods. Nonetheless, Twitter promised Schiff they would review my account. And again, which suggests that it was not the first time, Schiff had tried to silence me. Or the last, were there other communications, phone calls, texts? Months after Schiff lobbied Twitter to ban me and remove all the impeachment-related content from its platform, his communications director and chief of staff, Patrick Boland, tried to intimidate my editors at Real Clear Investigations into retracting the impeachment stories I broke a year earlier. Dang, guys. Okay, now this is why I really enjoy a Paul Speary article. It is so crammed with information, detail, and impeccable grammar, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but this is this is crazy information. I'm understanding this probably broke a few days ago. So this is I might be a little bit like, you know, behind on the turnstile, so to speak, you know, but uh, January 6th. Yeah, so it's it's a couple of days. Yeah, it's a just within 48 hours, maybe, or so. 712. Ah, it's a little more than 48 hours old. Uh, very interesting, though. Um, again, with Schiff going after people, and I have to focus on this. I mean, if, if there were not a more resounding point that I would like to make in reviewing this article with regard to Adam Schiff, ladies and gentlemen, it would have to be the congressional immunity. Congressional immunity needs to go. I don't care if they are on the floor of the house. I don't care if they are in a hallway, if they're in a skiff down below, or if they are at their home typing computer. They have no reason to have congressional immunity. They should be held to a far higher standard than any individual in this nation, especially regards to what they can and cannot be held accountable for. And absolutely to put the fear of God in their hearts, if not at least of their own mortality, because you know these people, and I don't want to judge their faith, but you know their work by the fruits of their labor, ladies and gentlemen. And I would say a lot of these people don't fear a God, God, or anything higher above them. So maybe their own mortality will put some fear and perspective into the proceedings that they think they can get away with, that they have gotten away with. 
And absolutely, absolutely capital punishment. You know, I get the protection maybe, right? Like, say you have a political enemy who then tries to, like, throw all of his political enemies in jail and get them sent to the uh, slaughterhouse for treason or sent to the guillotine or sent to the death chair or sent to the injection table. I get it. But, you know, if our state houses were cleaned up also, we probably would not have to worry about that as much. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. But, you know, in order for us to build these pathways forwards, we first have to be able to see them, right? We have to have the vision, ladies and gentlemen. If we have no vision, why are we trying to build? Why are we trying to restore the Republic? If we have no vision, what are we going to use? The same blueprints that they used before. And they said, if you can keep your Republic, that is what you have. If you can keep it, you we have to have the vision, guys. We can't say, oh, it's never been done before. Oh, it's unconstitutional. Oh, there's no provision. No, there are no provisions in the Constitution. It's all restrictions, ladies and gentlemen. What are you talking about, right? Anyways, it is a limiting document, ladies and gentlemen. It is not a providing document. The, our provisions were given to us at birth, you know? So with that said, absolutely they should be able to be held accountable for what they do say and or think. No, maybe not think, right? I don't know, guys. Does anyone who studies the national GOP, like, power structures, you know, when we're talking about, like, the RNC and, like, you know, like, how at the state level they have, they have like, a caucus, right? Or a, a gang of lawmakers, you know? And I've been writing this pretty hard since I found out about it, you know? I'm going to try and not let my dinner, because it was so good, repeat on myself, you know? <laughs> but, you know, in the state of Texas, guys... In the state of Texas, they actually restrict our lawmakers' First Amendment rights, okay? They are punished if they speak out against the GOP caucus, okay? They cannot speak their conscience. They cannot vote their conscience. They cannot go against the gang. They have to go along to get along. And the people who set the priorities for the GOP in the state of Texas is the Texas GOP Executive Committee. Okay, not the people, not the voters. Texas is not a citizen-led state, okay, legislature, all right? It's the lie. It's all a lie. It's all a falsity. It's a deception. So I'm thinking, because I'm not studying the national, right? But on the national level, do, you guys, do we have anything like that going on? When I read the bylaws to the GOP caucus, I was gobsmacked, ladies and gentlemen, for a lack of a better word. I was like, excuse me? I was like, so our lawmakers will be punished, speak their conscience. They cannot vote their mind. I mean, come on. That's unconstitutional. If uh, big tech can get in trouble for censoring our speech and thoughts, why are we allowing our lawmakers to be held under duress, right, when they want to do the right thing, you know? I mean, it's just, it's insane, guys. I mean, read your state caucus bylaws. And I'm like, did they call it a caucus just so this way no one would ever talk about it because no one wants to say the word caucus?
Oh, hey guys. Dang it, you guys missed it. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to say it. Did, did did they just name this group and organization a caucus because people don't like to say the word caucus? Well, I'm going to say it. Caucus, caucus, caucus. Now get out there and go study your local caucus, okay? And go do something about it. All right, hold on. I was, uh, I was checking my sound. Um... That time it wasn't me, guys. I moved my cord so I would not unplug my microphone and thereby derail my entire show. Okay, so <laughs> they were like, he's getting ready to say caucus, caucus, caucus. All right, okay, so hold on. Okay, there I am with my head down exposing my bald head. Okay, all right, there we go. Okay, all right, we're back. Okay, we're back. All right, guys. Anyways, so uh, we're we're actually, dang, we're actually almost closing up out with the show here. Now, yes, you know, guys, I mean, uh, if you're like uh, watching and you're checking out, you, you know, the question was asked, how much more will the people take? Okay. Uh, we had Carrie Lake, President Trump and President Bolsonaro uh, on the show cover for today. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure much anticipated towards speaking about these. These conversations will come. Okay. We still have the whole week ahead of us. It's just, you know, it's insane what was going on in um, in Brazil. You know, just as a recap, I mean, they never, the people never stopped in Brazil. And it is so difficult to get information. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that there are Twitters and there are telegrams out there that have the skinny. I don't follow any of those if they do, or I haven't found any that I can go and look at, you know, uh, to see what's up um, prior to the election. Because, you know, much like much like what happened with our elections in 2022, it was like as soon as the elections were over, Elon Musk started his thing. Right. And everyone forgot about the elections being stolen. I mean, really, guys, just just to restate just to make another statement about this, when I sat back and I watched the field of influencers who do shows like this report on the elections up to a point, and it was literally like watching a movie. And then as soon as the elections were done and uh, Trump was being blamed for the blue wave instead of the red wave, all of the influencers changed the channel and started talking about something else. And I was like, oh, I thought you wanted to save America. Oh, I thought that you were concerned about this nation. Oh, I thought that you were taking your audience to the mountaintop, but clearly you were not going to take them to the promised land. I guess I was right about that. Okay. So anyways, guys, same thing with, you know, with uh, President um, uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil is that, you know, once that happened, so many things happened in a sequence of orders. And, you know, it almost ha it's, it's almost like it was intentional, even though, you know, I'm sure there's absolutely no coordination between elections amongst nations. Right. OK, so like, you know, uh, as soon as that happened, you know, everything seemed to kind of black out and I'm not making for myself, you know, I mean, it was already hard enough to get real information from uh, Brazil, you know, and we would go and we would read the papers and we would translate the locals if I could find them and we would find out what was really going on down there. I was reporting about Brazil, like I said, again, last summer, 2021, right? 
um, prior to any of this election craze going on. And now everyone's on the bandwagon. Good. I'm glad they're on the bandwagon. But you know, I'm like, are you like a minute too late and a mile too short? You know what I mean? Because we could have been talking about this a long time ago, identifying our um, allies on this planet for those that want to bring freedom, liberty uh, to their people, uh, to have a sovereign nation that respects its cultures and its borders and its people's desires and wills and is not trying to sell out the land and the people, even though the majority of us on this planet are already debt slaves amongst other types of slaves. But um, just saying that, ladies and gentlemen, I think poke some holes in the stronghold and the beliefs of individuals who think that they will purvey this lawlessness across the planet. You know, it, it comes, there are some people who I believe create with intention and will and thought and word. And there are some people who do that, but in reverse, right? You know, in other words, you can say something and you can be scared you're going to call it into an existence. And basically when you're pointing out that you're calling something negative into existence, there's a modicum of fear behind that statement. But there are those who acknowledge these things so as to prevent that existence. And that is the inverse and the converse and the outverse and the reverse and the subverse and the biverse and every other verse, including the poetic ones about the way energy works. Okay. And so uh, sussing this out, saying the words, right. Bringing it into existence, not more like preventing its existence. Cause otherwise how on earth would we stop it from coming? If we don't, know and or acknowledge its existence you know you cannot will away a tornado but you can warn about a tornado you know you cannot stop a raging fire with your mind but you can save lives by speaking about it right and that's not calling the raging fire into existence either nor is it uh making it stronger I'm, I'm sure you guys kind of see this kind of meta type of thing I'm doing here, but maybe it's not. It's okay. All right, guys. I got Adam Schiff off the screen. I was kind of tired about it. Um, but yeah, with with uh, respects again to Brazil, um, some of the things I was looking at on the footage, you know, because um, like I said, Twitter has some footage. We, we played a lot of the footage back in October, November, right before our elections hit with the people protesting, but you know, most of that came, uh, not most of it, more of it came um, after um, the, uh, it was after the um, the runoff between uh, President Bolsonaro and that uh, communist Marxist socialist uh, Lula da Silva, ladies and gentlemen. You know, people will show you who they are if you know what to look for, right? People will show you who they are if you know what to look for. Um, but now, of course, uh, as everyone is sharing and, you know, it's funny because I saw this one feed about uh, Brazil and it was like a 24 hour. It was like on a two minute loop. It was the same propaganda looping over and over and over and over and over. And, you know, I was like, there's a huge difference between what we are seeing in Brazil and obviously what happened in Washington, D.C., Two days ago, past the two-year mark, right, in our nation, 
you know, a huge difference. Now, I think there had been there was an article I'd read about there being provocateurs, and I think that is going to be expected. But you know, just looking at every bit of footage that you can find, these are the people. These are not people being paid. These are the Brazilians, you know, and people of America could learn a thing or two from the people of Brazil, right? And isn't it interesting how whenever a military takes over a nation, be it uh, be it legit to keep out the communists, Marxists, or be it because they are communists who are trying to take over the nation, uh, the media has so many bad things to say about it, right? You know, and, and on either side of the coin, whether it's for the benefit of the MSM or whether it's for the detriment of the MSM, it makes sense. You know, I could fathom why it is that they would choose point A or point B, depending on whatever goal it is that they have for that season. But, you know, the people in Brazil are calling for the military to get involved. And that is something that really should send red flags to people who are... um awake but not engaged right uh to people who are waking up to people who are conscious of a political world map right and who are cognizant of some of the histories that we see throughout our time on this planet as far as nations are concerned as far as uh, things like military juntas or you know uh, a military control goes in that regard ladies and gentlemen um but you know the intensely strange appeal of a msm be it internet it's international it's still the mainstream mainstream shame stream fake news mockingbird propaganda lying media ladies and gentlemen legacy presses ladies and gentlemen le legacy presses you know um it's such a strange thing to see when you have the people calling for the military and then you have the MSM decrying the people wanting the military to get involved. Because when you look at the people who are being um, subdued or apprehended, it's almost just like in Canada, guys. It's almost just like in Canada. And I have no doubt that they have internationals, that they have other nations sending in their military police. It's not the military. It is military police, police, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there are white hats down there as well in Brazil with all of this going on, because the people there are done, right? You know, and even even in their protest, and I did see uh, images of people breaking glass and stuff like that. I shouldn't say images, videos and stuff like that. Um, even that was different from the staged false flag riot in Washington, D.C., you know, that even that was different which I thought was very interesting. Um, I think probably the um, most telling thing that I saw that I think if the world were really awake, and I'm not saying they're not, we could be, we could be more awake than we realize, understand, or want to know. I have to credit this. I have to credit this to Conservative Daily because they, they pointed this out. I happened to catch a segment where they were talking about Brazil and they showed this banner and on the banner, and I believe this was above the national Congress. If not, it was above the Supreme court in Brazil, in the capital. And uh, the banner said, we want to see the source code. What does that tell you? America. Brazilians are, 
asking the same questions that Americans are asking, but they did not need two years of a crappy, inept, pedophile, pervert president to inhabit their office to do what they're doing now, okay? I'm all about the civil engagement, ladies and gentlemen. But again, I have to ask, as I close tonight's episode of The Sea Report, how much more will the people take, the people of the world, and the people of this nation? Thanks for joining me live tonight. If you are live with us, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure that you give us a follow, a like, a subscribe, whatever platform that you are on. Uh, a thumbs up will do as well. Share the information. All right. Uh, stay linked in. Links should be available uh, for all platforms. Follow, subscribe, follow, subscribe, please. And make sure you catch the podcast of the C Report um, over at anchor.fm slash the C report, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, well, I think that'll just about do it for tonight. I appreciate you. Let me dip in one more time as I close out tonight and let you guys know what's up for tomorrow. I'm going to dip in one more time to the chat over at pilled. All right, guys. Thanks again for hanging out tonight. Tam Growl was in the house. All right. Okay. <laughs> she got that right when I was going to say caucus. It froze. Oh, no. Okay. So, hey, Posse for hope. Aurelius Locke, he says, did he freeze on the word caucus? <laughs> oh, one of the greatest moments of this show's history bunked up, right? Anyways. Right, one of the greatest moments of this show's history was me using that word three times in, in quick succession. Hey, Java, how you doing, sir? Hope you're doing well today. Connie Ketchup, it was great. It's great to see you. Thank you, Two Rivers. I will check my inbox. And Liz Garcia, you think he's like Pence or worse? Uh, who, McCarthy? <laughs> oh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. Okay, so here's what's up, y'all. Um, Tomorrow, tomorrow, we'll see you tomorrow. Thursday, I will be in Austin for sure. Okay. 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 And, uh, oh no, that's terrible. Sorry, guys. I just saw this incoming message. I was not aware that Diamond of Diamond and Silk passed away. That's so sad. I mean, I was hardly a regular on their show. I mean, I never, I never really tuned into them regularly, but I always enjoyed laughing at their laughs and their clips. Like whenever I saw them, that's sad. That's sad. Well, heartfelt to uh, Diamond's family, and uh, oh, that is that's a sad, 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 sad. I quite enjoyed Diamond and Silk. Quite enjoyed. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, I got to scat. I have to get, I got to scram. Okay. I could scat if you want me to boop, boop, bats to get that patoop patow anyways. But um, yeah, I got an early day tomorrow. I got some stuff to prepare for tonight and uh, I'll be out on the road. We'll be back for another episode of the sea report in the evening. And then of course, Lone Star State News returns on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central time. And the sea report again at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, that's 7.30 p.m. Central. Will you be there? I will. 
Till then, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. And as always, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. I will see you tomorrow. Take care, y'all.